Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. I'm attractive, I'm vivacious, and why am I living like a shrew? You know, I success in all these areas of my life, except my personal life and just even my, especially even my sexual life. Explain that further, like maybe examples of dominance and submissive. Well, maybe I can best describe it by telling you sort of, first of all, what it, what it's not. It's not probably the stuff you see in mainstream media. It's not kind of the Fifty Shades of Grey example. Right. It's not a man being disrespectful to you or trying to push some woman back into the dark ages. It was more like fake it till you make it. Literally, I was, I felt awkward again. I felt like, oh my, you know, nervous and, but I, didn't act like that. But I, that's really what deep down, yeah, I was going through all that. And I got really lucky because the first guy that I met was really attractive and very witty and charming. And he knew the backstory. And, you know, and I was just like, okay, you're going to be the first guy. I was really making love to myself. And how often do you really do that? That's you know, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I was like, I got into it. I totally got into it. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to make love to myself. I love that. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. I am so excited to do this episode. First of all, happy Saturday to everybody. I hope you're having a great weekend. And I'm really excited to share what I've got on tap for you today. Um, you know, I know I've mentioned before that I've been starting to not only have guests on the show, as you guys know, normally that's what Saturdays are about. You would see a guest interview, but I really wanted to take this time to highlight a couple of the great podcasts that I have guested on. And I want to say it's really just kind of a tribute to those podcasters. You know, podcasting is not easy. It's, uh, well, it's just, yeah, it's not easy. It's, it's fun and it feels easy, but when you really kind of sometimes get in the weeds with it, it's, it is work. And especially when you're trying to cross promote and be on people's shows. So it's always really such a blessing and an honor when somebody has you on your, on their show, because you know, the effort and the time that it takes to edit that podcast and have you on. So uh, what I wanted to do with this episode today is give you some clips of the interviews that I've done. What I love about being on other people's shows is that they bring out stuff in me that you know, I don't think to talk about. They're questioning, they're probing, and it's always really good. Like we get, you know, they pull these nuggets out of me and things that I just haven't kind of really touched on before, or I touch on in a different way because I'm seeing it differently than when I podcasted about it, let's say, you know, four years ago or what have you, or five years ago, whatever it is. But it's just really, really interesting. And I've 
found very valuable to be interviewed by people that take the time to listen. They put in the effort to do the editing, you know, and to publish you. I know what hard work it is when I have guests on. There's a lot that goes into it. And really, there's a lot that goes into just really every episode. So I don't want to make it sound like it's a cakewalk at any point, but I just wanted to uh, just to pay tribute and say a special thanks to a couple of the podcast shows that I've been on recently. And so I'm going to be highlighting some of the fun stuff that we've talked about. These are not the complete episodes. They're just just little teasers, little snippets, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. But I also hope that you find some little nuggets in there that, you know, maybe some things you didn't know about The Curious Girl. So I will give you the complete sh- in the show notes, curiousgirldiaries.com forward slash podcast. In the show notes on this episode, I will provide these podcasters' uh, websites, a direct link to these specific episodes, and you know, and then you can take it from there. The first one we are going to start with is Dr. D's podcast with host Dr. Darian Parker. And then the second one we're going to highlight is the Honey Do Me podcast with Emma and Cass. I love these girls. So, and then I also have a special surprise at the end, guys. It's some bonus content for, I am doing some audio porn (laughs) reads, I guess, voiceovers. And if you heard my interview with Come With Us podcast, they asked me to read some of my blog posts. And what they did was they took those blog posts, they took some creative liberties, changed some things around. You know, it looks like some of it's a compilation of, I can tell they listened to some of the podcasts. So they really got creative with it, reworked it, and then say, hey, said, hey, read this through. So I did several read-throughs on several different blogs and it's very interesting. So I'm going to give you a little snippet on that. It's not released yet. This is kind of like hot off the press stuff. So uh, you can give it a listen. And uh, it's my, I guess, voiceover, audio porn voiceover debut. How do you like that? All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoy. Don't forget that I will, again, I will have links to all this stuff in the show notes. Don't worry. It'll be um, Curious Girl Diaries for Slash Podcast. This is episode 209. And you'll have everything you need. And hey, guys, you know, when you're on the CuriousGirlDiaries.com, why don't you just go ahead and click on the right-hand side on the pink tab and leave me a voicemail. You know, I love it. I love, love, love it. It's my favorite. I love interacting with you guys. I just was on a podcast earlier today, too, and they asked me about podcasting and why I do it and why I keep doing it. And I was like, well, because of the listeners, I didn't intend on this. So... Always love your feedback, guys. And I really, you know, interacting with you is what, for me, is really what this is all about and keeping this podcast going. So don't be shy. Uh, you can you can let it rip for five minutes and then I will listen to it and I will get back to you personally. Okay, here you go, guys. Enjoy. Here with one Miss Layla of the Curious Girl Diaries. Layla, how are you today? I am doing well, thanks. Well, listen, I listen to your podcast. And I really enjoy it. I think it's just uncut, raw, and I think a lot of amazing topics. So again, I'm grateful for you to be on here. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm very excited to be on. I just can't wait to see what you're going to ask me. I love, <laughs> when I, don't, I love it when I don't know what's coming. That's the fun stuff. And I don't know what's coming either. <laughs> Honestly, I, I have <laughs> okay. no clue what I'm going to say. I just let it kind of roll. I just like it just to be as real as possible. All right. Well, let's go for it. Let's do it. So 
I came across your profile on one of the sites that I search for guests or people send me stuff. And I was like, oh, this is interesting to me. Your journey from essentially kind of a what, three and a half years of no sex to like, hey, what the hell? I need to do something about this. Right? Yes. So take us back before you really went on this kind of sexual adventure. And what was life like for you? Let's see, rolling the clock back before I was the curious girl. Yes. Life was very much a type A who ran her own business, had been doing that for most of her life. I've been an entrepreneur most of my life. So, you know, very much a go-getter, just kind of like get it done, make it happen. And business was always sort of my first love, I would say, and my passion. And what I did before, I always referred to that as that was like my porn. Like I just had to look at it. I mean, I just loved it. Like I loved it so much. You know, you'd sit in front of your computer late at night working because it turned you on so much. And, you know, and I got a lot out of it. I felt like I was getting a lot out of it, but Over the years, I pushed relationships and other people aside because I was just so determined to make my mark in what I was doing. And, you know, I had sort of forsaken some areas of my life. And then I just really kind of woke up one day and took a look around me and said, what am I doing? This is crazy. I've completely shut off the intimate parts and sides of myself. I'm a woman. I'm good looking. You know, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but you know, I'm I'm attractive. (laughs) I'm vivacious. And why am I living like a shrew? You know, I success in all these areas of my life, except my personal life and just even my, especially even my sexual life. So I've just got really interested in making that a priority. And I shifted gears rather quickly. And what I did was I took the, you know, the skill set that I knew from business and applied that to my sex life and attacked it from that angle. And I got some pretty great results. (laughs) (laughs) She attacks sex like business. <laughs> well, you know, I just figured it's the you know, business systems, things that work, what you can apply them in other areas. And just if you want maximum effectiveness and efficiency, yeah. I'm like, okay, I got to run this thing like a well oiled machine. So <laughs> that's kind of what I, that's how I approached it in the beginning. Yeah. So what was, so let's go, let's go deeper into okay. the actual business machine of sex and how yeah. that started for you. You made this decision, you say went pretty quickly. What yeah. was the beginning? What was the genesis of Curious Girl? I think I had spent a lot of times just with my friends and realizing, how, you know, noticing the intimacy between them, their married friends and things like that. And I just said, okay, I am wasting the pretty. I've got to stop that. And I I literally, no joke within like, it was, I think it was a three-day weekend. It was some holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Around this time roughly, I guess five years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or somewhere. Yeah. It's been five, five and a half years. Anyway. And I just, I said, that's it. And I scoured the internet. I found some, I guess what you call them hookup sites. So not necessarily. So we're not talking like, oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank here. What's the match? Match We're not talking match.com. This isn't (laughs) match.com. This is no, this is no night. See, I got with my wife from match.com, but this isn't that. This was a hookup. Yeah. This is hookup sites, you know, where you go and I mean, they, I would say that's a little crass, but you know, I look for friends with benefits. That's what I like to call it. Just uh-huh. where, you know, you have an actual, like, I have to find something redeeming about you if you're going to stick your penis in me. I mean, right. it's not just like, 
It's not like cavemen on the streets, like, hey, yeah, you, you, okay, come, come on, let's here. Go. Let's yeah, go. right. You know, you're just jumping in cars or bushes and, yeah. you know, going for it. But what I did was I got on there and I just very quickly said, okay, I know this is just like a sales cycle. It's like a system. You've got to boom, 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 boom. And I would line up. I would just, the beautiful thing about it is getting on these hookup sites as a woman. It's pretty easy. Put up a decent profile <laughs> and boom, your inbox is going to be flooded. Yeah. And then from there, I just, you know, go through and, okay, who am I interested in? You know, tried to have a profile that pretty much kind of eliminated what I wasn't looking for, mentioned what I was looking for, and then started just meeting with guys. I have like, um, you know, I want to talk to them on the phone, hear their voice. I want to go and meet them in a public place for the first time and just yeah. make sure that they're not creepers. First, and there's an attraction, you know, I'm going to have to have mm. a spark. There has to be some chemistry. I want it to be fun and exciting. And ultimately, I do want a friends with benefits scenario. So it's just that we're not obligated to each other. But we, when we get together, we, we have fun. We'll go and do stuff. We'll have a good time. But it's casual. And so I just started meeting guys. And some days I was very vivacious about it. I would meet somebody for coffee, meet somebody for lunch, and then meet somebody for like early drink. You yeah. know, I could pack three people in one day, just the meet. I call that the meet and greet, you know, where I'm like <laughs> chemistry, yes or no, chemistry, yes or no. You know, okay, you're off, you're on. And then from yeah. there, you know, then you set up like the next meeting. But the first guy that I met was absolutely perfect. He mm. really understood what I needed and kind of handled me, I would say, very well to help me over the hump that first time, you know, because it had been a while and you feel a little nervous, like, yeah. oh my gosh, do I still have it? Is this even still a part of me? You know, mm. you start to sort of write off those parts of you thinking, well, maybe I'm just not that sexual. Maybe that's relationships aren't for me. You know, you're you play all these tricks on yourself. And so I, you know, met him. He was very handsome, attractive, attorney, type A like me. We had a lot of chemistry, a lot of back and forth. You know, honestly, he was probably the perfect guy to be yeah. the be the one to sort of repop my cherry, I guess. <laughs> That's what it felt like. I felt like I was nervous, you know. Yeah. I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm having sex again for the first time. <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like I haven't never, like it's like, oh my God, I've never done this before. Anyway, so we he got a hotel room. He had like candles and a music playlist. We went wow. out to dinner. It was very thoughtful. And then, you know, and we actually uh, went on to see each other for a while and it was very fun. We traveled to places and yeah. So then from there, it just, you know, I just, I had lined it up where though I didn't want to be just seeing kind of multiple partners yeah. and exploring. And I had a bu sex bucket list and things I mm. wanted to scratch off. So I made my, you know, my first year sex bucket list, which has been uh, obviously updated several times since then. <laughs> and, what was on uh, that initial list? Oh, gosh. <sighs> you know, you're making me rack my brain here. What was on the <laughs> initial list? Like, well, one thing I'll tell you what, here's one thing that I haven't crossed off still five and a half years later. I'm almost ashamed of it, but I talk about it so that I, you know, I figure the more you're honest about it, the, then I'll finally do it is threesomes. Oh, okay. I've never, for all the crazy stuff I've done at, up to this point now, I've never done a threesome and I still want to do that. So that's uh, my, my new mountain to tackle. But um, let's see, I think, what did I want to do? I wanted to, I think, go, I wanted to go to a sex party. Mm -hmm. I wanted to try BDSM. And uh, what were the other things? I just, I think, get more aggressive and better at blowjobs. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now I'm trying to just like, hey, dude, it's like so long ago. 
I feel like that was my vanilla sex list because really? it was like my first one. It was when I was not so adventurous. I really thought that the Curious Girl Diaries would be me going out. I had this initial sex bucket list. I would knock stuff off. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I would shut it down and go back to my vanilla life. Oh. You know, I didn't realize what I was becoming or how it would change me moving forward. So, yeah. And here I am, you know, I mean, I just, every year I kept saying, oh, it's only, I'm only going to do this for a year. And yeah. then it was like, okay, well, I'll do it one more year. And because it caught on and people started to listen. And then I was getting feedback. And, yeah. you know, I, oh, I started, you know, because I started a podcast to document what I was doing. It was really more for myself. Right. And then people started listening and reaching out to me. And I was just like, oh, you know, the first time, I don't know if you remember, the first time you looked at your stats and you yeah. saw like, oh, People are downloading. People are me. listening are these, to this. Yeah. Where are these people? Where are they coming from? Because I yeah. wasn't advertising. You know, I just was really right. more so. It was really for myself. Just like um, I'm using myself to socially experiment on, and then yeah. I'm gonna just sort of be like, oh yeah, I, you know, I I did that, and I had it all on audio, and it'll be a fun thing to sort of look back on how fun I was back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. And I knew... Again, it was a numbers game, you know, because people are going to be flaky. Your schedules aren't going to match up. So I just was like, boom, boom, boom. And I just was super, super systematic about it. I was like, kind of like a machine. And that got me some great stories, some a podcast, some amazing <laughs> friends with benefits. I mean, so much came out of it. That really changed the, my trajectory. And, you know, now here I am five and a half years later podcasting and still doing it and just loving it. So did you have to overcome any of those feelings of I'm not a sexual person? Once you made that decision, was it still hard to put yourself in the position of like, all right, I'm going to have sex? Or were you just, did you just flip a switch and you were ready? No, it was more like a it was more like fake it till you make it. Literally, I was, I felt awkward again. I felt like, oh my, you know, nervous. And, but I didn't act like that. But I, that's really what deep down, yeah, I was going through all that. And I got really lucky because the first guy that I met was really attractive and very witty and charming. And he knew the backstory. And, you know, and I was just like, okay, you're going to be the first guy. I'm going to have sex with in three and a half years. And he was so nice about it. And, you know, we, he really courted me, you know, like, I mean, it wasn't just like, okay, you want to come over at five o'clock and, you know, I'm going to stick it in you. No, it was, we went, you know, we, we started to kind of date a little bit. We went out to dinner and then um, he got a hotel room and he had all these candles and he had music, music going. <laughs> he had his playing. Love the music. <laughs> he like really, really put in an effort and made it romantic and touched me the right way. So it was, it felt very natural, but I was still nervous. And uh, I actually did not have an orgasm that first time. So I, we made sure that we did it again so that I could. <laughs> so that you were able to finish. See, that's yeah. the kind of casual dating I feel like I could do. The way you're describing it is like, you still have that like kind of courting period, even if it's shorter, but it's still like showing that you're invested in someone and seeing that they're invested in you with your clothes on and outside of the bedroom. 
And I think yeah. that would also really be a turn on for me as well. I like that. Yeah. You know, it was, he was really, I, I lucked out. I mean, he really was like kind of the perfect person to sort of kick all this off. And we had, you know, we saw each other for uh, quite a bit after that. And, you know, it was just very fun. Yeah. I was going to ask if he stayed a casual friends with benefits type of situation for you. Yeah, it did. We did. And then, but then it got a little funky because he, we, we both started to develop feelings, but I was handling it better because I was like, I was opening up this whole new side of me. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is fun. I want to have the same fun with that guy and that guy, you know, and like, I want to scratch right. this off my list. And so, and I wanted to, I really, for the first time in my life, I wanted variety and I didn't mind, you know, I was like, Hey, I'm kind of owning this. I don't, if nobody else likes it, that's okay. But this is what I want to do. And I was very upfront with, with him in the beginning that I'm going to see other people and I've got this bucket list. And I told myself that this is the goal I wanted to accomplish and I'm going to do it. That means I won't be coupling up. And it got to the point where he got, it was hard for him and he didn't, didn't like it. Now I understand all those feelings, but there's a difference between having them and just speaking openly about them or having them and just kind of being a little passive aggressive and and funky about it. So we had some funky little moments and, you know, I just was like, you know, you're not treating me the way I would like to be treated. So Mm -hmm. see ya. Yeah. Yeah. Setting good boundaries and advocating Mm -hmm. for what you want. What you started all of it for and like staying true to yourself. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So is that really how you overhaul your sex life in 10 days or less is like make it a business? Yeah, you got to... I mean, anything you want to see results out of, you've got to have action steps. Mm -hmm. You know, like here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I want. What's the goal? How long? I mean, you really have to put some parameters to it. And then, okay, then it's like, okay, how am I going to execute on this? And that's that was the kind of, you know, if you want to call it speed meeting or speed dating or whatever, I was just like, I would move it along. It's like in the sales process, you know, there's, it's a cycle. So I was just like really, really expediting it and turning it real fast, you know, like, okay, I like you. Yes. Okay. Let's, I don't need a bunch of chit chat. Let's meet face to face and see if we have a connect, if there's a spark. Mm -hmm. And then if there wasn't, you know, I would say, Hey, nothing personal. We don't know each other. It's, you know, it's one of those things you can't put your finger on. You may not like me. I don't like you. There's no, we don't have to have any expectations, but let's just see, you know, if we do like each other. So once that was that step was check box was checked off, then just move to the next point, which is, okay, let's go on and let's go out. Let's have some fun and hopefully some sex. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when you found somebody that you were like, yes, I want to have sex with you. And you know, you have this like bucket list. Would you be like, okay, we're going to do this off the bucket list. Like, did you have a plan in your head with each like sexcapade that you went into? Or was it just kind of like, oh, they're also into this. Let's do this. How did that work? Well, they knew. I mean, I was very upfront about what I, I believe in transparency and being honest with people. And so that's why I was always just letting them know. I don't want a one night stand because sex gets better when you know each other's bodies, but I'm really in this fun, playful exploration mode. I've got my sex bucket list and that's always fun. You know, guys love to talk about that. And so then you kind of would sit there and go, well, what can we work on together? You know, like, which one do you want to do? And what, and a lot of times, there, something on your list would definitely align with something they want to try. And so it was fun for them too, because it helped help them, you know, gave them a reason to try something that they hadn't done before, because now there was somebody that's really open and wants to explore and have a good time. So, you know, it just kind of moved from there. With the sex bucket list, how do you make that? Like if somebody doesn't really know what their fantasies are or isn't sure how to start exploring that, what are your recommendations? Because honestly, for me, especially when I was in that 
like celibacy period, I wouldn't have known what to put on that list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to be honest, I I really didn't either. I mean, I kind of had to sit and think about it. And I was like, okay, let me get on Pornhub. Mm-hmm. And okay. let me look at, you know, there's so many different subjects and topics. And let me look at some stuff and say, oh, is do I think this is arousing? Oh, well, that's, you know what? I never thought about that, but that's kind of hot. Okay. You know, because now it was like the possibilities were opening up to me. And I'm like, I can, this is my list. I can literally put anything on there that I want. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was going from very, very straight vanilla. So there was a lot of directions that I could go. Uh, <laughs> that was the fun part, you know, and it didn't have to be, didn't have to be like, oh, it's the sleaziest, naughtiest, sluttiest thing I can think of. It was just like, it's, it was things that I always thought would be hot and I've never tried. And then things that I never thought were hot. But when I watched them, like, you know what? I think I could, I think I could be down with that. So, you know, I'd put those on there and there's no, there's really no rules to it because you can just keep adding to it. But what I found is once you start, once you open that door and you start going down that road, when you have these specific experiences with checking things off, it opens one little act opens up 10 more doors and makes Mm -hmm. you think of 10 more things that you never thought of. So it really builds on itself. You could just settle with a short list and it will grow from there. Mm -hmm. That's encouraging. I like that. Yeah. All right. So now we're getting to the end. This is my super secret spicy reveal here. I did the interview and had Come With Us podcast on my show. You guys have probably listened to that episode. And now they wanted me to do kind of like, I guess, a guest read. So they took some of my blog posts, reworked them, took a lot of creative liberties, changed things around, kept some of the names, some of the characters, and then sort of swapped some out and put different names in. But it's it's fine. The bottom line is... I have a lot of respect now for people who are doing voiceovers. Oh my gosh. This little segment that I'm putting in, I'm almost, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous, a little bit embarrassed. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what to make of my voiceover skills. And I lived it. (laughs) I lived loosely through this version of the read through that they gave me and uh, much, much kudos and love to them. It, it's uh, definitely hard work to do voiceovers. They create all their own erotic stories and then they read them and it's just, it's hard work. And so I can, I found this new appreciation for it. And also, I guess a little bit of a burning desire to get better at it. So, you know, maybe who knows? I might, might head my way to the erotic voiceover career. Probably not, but it's definitely, uh, you know, it's piqued my interest. So give this this little outtake a listen. This is kind of like hot off the press. They haven't released all the stories. This is just a little, little outtake to kind of wet your whistle. And hopefully you like what you hear. Okay, here we go. He takes it slow, penetrating me fully. I can feel every inch of him inside me. It feels fantastic and I let out a moan of enjoyment. I enjoy the feeling of having him enter me and take my breath away before grabbing his face and kissing him. He continues to move slowly in and out of me. The feeling of being filled is incredible, and I force his head next to mine and reach my hands over his back, grabbing him and moaning with pure bliss as I feel the wetness of my pussy clench around the warmth of his cock. As I go to wrap my legs around his waist, he increases his stroke, 
and begins to fuck me harder and harder. Fuck, this is incredible. Then he stops, pulls his cock out to check the condom, and turns me over. Pulling my hips up, he moves closer to me from behind. I can feel the tip of his cock, and I lean into the position, arching my back. He pushed forward, entering my wet pussy once more. I continue to moan with pleasure as he thrusts his cock inside me again and again. His stroke is getting faster. I hear him groan and tell him to come inside me. I love the dirty talk. It rolls off my tongue and I continued to encourage him to fuck me harder. I hear a groan from him behind me, followed by a few slower, harder strokes and we collapse onto the bed together, cuddling for a moment. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com. 